Are you looking for an inspiring listen? Something to motivate you? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Women of the Northwest, where we have conversations with ordinary women leading extraordinary lives. Motivating, inspiring, compelling. Hello, hello, listeners. I want to thank those of you who are steady listeners. You are what make this podcast successful. And welcome to episode 25 of Women of the Northwest. I'm Jan Johnson, your host. Don't you just love summer when there's fresh produce available? Well, guess what? You don't have to wait for summer. You can get fresh produce throughout the year through North Coast Food Web. They'll even deliver it. Today's guest is Jess Tantasuk, the executive director of the North Coast Food Web. Be sure to check out her website after you listen. Well, welcome to Women in the Northwest. Today I have Jess Tantasuk with me. She works at the Northwest Food Web, and so we're going to get to hear all about that. Welcome. Yeah, <laughs> nice to be here. Yeah. So you live across the river in... I live in Iwako. In Iwako. In Iwako. How long have you lived there? I've lived there since 2012. Oh, it's a little while. Where did you move from? I moved... From Ohio, most recently. Oh, my. How did you decide to come here? Um, I came out, actually, to work on an organic vegetable farm that is located in Long Beach with Larkin Stents. How did you find out about it? Uh, I found it on the Atro website. So it's similar to Wolfing, the worldwide. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know. We've had farmers. Wolf, yeah, we've yeah. had Wolfers here. Uh, and, yeah, there was an internship opportunity, and I had a friend who was doing a different internship up on Whitby Island. Yeah. And so yeah. I was like, okay, let's look at Washington State. And just see. <laughs> yeah, we had um we had a couple of wolfers. We had uh, a woman who was from Washington. She was originally Ukrainian. And yeah, she stayed for about a week and then I had another guy that came through. He helped me build my my flower beds That's awesome. and uh, another gal came and she helped put up the elk fence around the corn and that's great. <laughs> all that kind of stuff too. So it was kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just some of them are, we had a neighbor who had one for all summer. He came from Germany. Yeah. And he was there all summer. And that's more like what I did. It was the whole season. Yeah. yeah. And he was just all in. Yeah. You know, some of them are kind of like, oh, this is a, like on my way to somewhere else. And yeah, <laughs> I might do a few things just for a place to stay overnight. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> you know, and get uh-huh. a shower or whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But it's fun. My daughter, Emily, whiffed. That's how I found out about it. She whiffed in Ireland mm-hmm. and Germany and, uh, in Norway. I think she was in Norway too. Yeah. Yeah. She had a little bit of problem getting out of Ireland because. Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> because they're saying, why are you, you know, you're taken away from jobs from other people if you're working for free. And Oh, interesting. Yeah. I had some friends that woofed in Ireland too at a few farms and they had a great experience. Yeah. 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 Well, we actually, Ed and I went to Ireland and met this family or the the guy that she stayed with oh great guy yeah really great guy he'd been doing it for years and yeah that was fun yeah Yeah. it's fun to learn from people that are doing things differently because you get to find out I think one of the gals really thought that this was going to be completely organic and we're not you know totally and so I don't think it was necessarily a good fit yeah for her but that's what you find out. Yeah. You know, and you go on to another one. Yeah. <laughs> and go do that. You came out here and then you must have liked it because you stayed. 
Well, actually, I didn't like it. Oh, you didn't like it? <laughs> I came out originally and, and worked for the summer, and it was really hard. It was, you know, the summer. What were you working on? Uh, I was working, uh, it was a mixed uh, mixed vegetable farm. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's really different in the summer here than most places, and it's... Like rainy? <laughs> it wasn't really rainy. It was just cold and quiet, <laughs> and I was not sure what I had gotten myself into. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and actually, I, I stayed for the summer and then left and moved to Colorado for a year and then ended up back here. Oh. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Did you grow up doing farming food things? So what, what motivated you to do that? Nope. Um, I had a professor in college who um, he actually taught a viticulture and enology class, and um, he just had a, a complete passion for food, and it was contagious, and yeah, and so that was, like, the first time I'd really had, like, oh, this it's really, like, fun to make yeah. to make dinner and hang yeah. out and just the community around food, and so I think I started to pay more attention to it then, and yeah, I was not really sure what I was going to do mm-hmm. after undergrad, mm-hmm. and so, um, yeah, a friend of mine just convinced me to farm for the summer, and I was like, well, why not? <laughs> okay, why not? It's yeah. a perfect extension then. Huh? Mm-hmm. Did your friend come out with you, too, or you just came out by yourself? A friend of mine came out and worked on a different farm that oh. was located up near Puget Sound. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you had somebody to compare notes with. Then. A little bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, it's totally close. Anywhere in Washington, it'll just be like, we'll be able to, like, go back and forth uh-huh. to yeah. each other's, yeah. like, you yeah. know, jobs. Like... But it was, like, no possible way to take public <laughs> transit from there to here. Exactly. Exactly. Like, well, yeah. we're just stuck in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. When we moved, uh, when I married Ed, I... Had three kids already and moved out. My oldest was 16 and he came out here. We were living in Eugene and he came out here and he just stood outside and he's just like, I'm not doing this. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not. (laughs) It's not what I signed up for. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And I don't know. It is a long ways to get to any place. It's a half hour, you know, to get that story from here, but it's. Well, I mean, conversely, now I love it. Like, Mm -hmm. I am really happy living in Owaco. I, you know, like I was telling you, it's great community and I feel right at home and yeah I mean I do miss warm weather but otherwise (laughs) summer's coming (laughs) uh July is coming (laughs) because yeah spring is always wet and June is usually wet and (laughs) yeah but then we have July through maybe October yeah it's not so bad yeah did you you grew up in Ohio I grew up in Tennessee in Tennessee okay how'd you end up in Ohio I went to college oh yeah what was your major uh, strategic communications. Are you using, you are using that. Uh, yeah, I would say when I graduated, I, it was such a broad degree that I didn't really see how it was useful, but now I definitely do. Yeah. I would say parts of it, I still, they're ingrained in there in uh-huh. my subconscious. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> well, it's like getting a bachelor's in anything. You don't, It's yeah. you're not necessarily using all that stuff, but yeah. you know. Yeah, it's not like a focus I'm going to teach and so I'm going to do this or, well, I should learn something with uh, communications. <laughs> <laughs> I know everyone's like, well, you should be a really Maybe great should... communicator, Jess. I'm yeah. like, I'm really not. <laughs> I didn't learn everything. Oh. In that. <laughs> huh? What was your family like growing up? Well, my dad immigrated to the States when he was 23. From? Thailand. Thailand. And my mom was born in Mississippi and had grown up there and then had moved to Tennessee when she was in high school. Mm. And, yeah, they met through a mutual friend. Um, I have a little brother who's two years younger than me. And, yeah, we just grew up playing outside and playing sports and 
Yeah, hanging out. <laughs> because it doesn't rain as much there. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it doesn't rain as much, but Tennessee weather is known to be wild and variable also. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, and you might get some hurricanes. Um, we get tornadoes yeah. and, you know, we get the big, like, thunderstorms yeah. and kind of flooding and stuff, yeah. yeah. Did you hear the, uh, what, was it last week when the thunder was roaring like i don't think we i don't think it i mean we get it occasionally occasionally in a waco but i didn't hear it the other day no i mean it was so unusual and it just went on and on it was just like oh this is kind of yeah it's really cool i like thunderstorms so yeah (laughs) that's fun all right so now you are working in a story with the food web tell us about that yeah so the north coast food web it's a nonprofit based um in astoria Mm -hmm. but we um, really are, you know, our region that we focus on is Clotsop County and Pacific County. And occasionally we'll even cross over into some of the other neighboring counties because, as you know, a food system does right. not care what county you're in or what state you're in, yeah. even for that matter. And it's all connected. So the North Coast Food Web's primary focus is helping um, beginning and small farmers mm-hmm. get started and established and be able to successfully run businesses on the North Coast. So, um, yeah, so we work with probably between 40 and 50 local food producers. I'm trying to picture people who are starting farming. Are they they deciding to start farming or just, I mean... I think it's really variable. Mm -hmm. It just depends. You know, some people are really um, just doing it as a hobby (laughs) and it's something to that you thought you're gonna earn a living with (laughs) yeah well i mean there's that also but i think you know Mm -hmm. there's some folks that are intentionally doing it as their side hustle Mm -hmm. or just for fun and that you know they don't intend to have it be their full-time job um and then there's folks i think that aspire for it to be something that they can earn their livelihood from and that they want to grow into a larger business Mm -hmm. and i think that you don't maybe even know that right when you're starting you might get into it Mm -hmm. and then see and so our hope is to help folks that are, you know, wanting to grow Mm -hmm. their businesses, Mm -hmm. um, be able to access the resources that they need to do that successfully. Mm -hmm. So whether that's, you know, how do I package a a product or how do I follow food safety, compliance? Yeah. Where's the, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. How do I find customers? Yeah. Yeah. Um, How do I price things? So, you know, a lot of those questions, um, we work really like one-on-one to Mm -hmm. wherever a business is. So, you know, there's a lot of general guides out there to how mm-hmm. to do something but i think there's nothing really like having someone meet you right where you are right and so that's right. really what we're doing is a lot of one-on-one support services how many people are working with you well so we run a weekly market mm-hmm. um, a farmer's market and there is about f- a little over 40 businesses that are vendors mm-hmm. that are part of that mm-hmm. and then additionally we probably work with another over the last year we've probably worked with 10 or so kitchen renters mm-hmm. for our commercial kitchen rental service that we offer and then like I said we do these sort of support services too and you don't really have to be in our market or using the kitchen if you just come to us and you're like hey I need help getting my egg handler's license right then um there's probably another dozen or so businesses that we just help I um, would imagine that you would have people who are already doing their farming kind of getting established helping each other out as well Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's to give information. Yeah, that's the ideal way. And um, it's great to learn from other people's successes. And so, yeah, we we try to pair people together as much as we can to without it being a burden. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes, yeah, especially like in a small community, it can just be (laughs) overwhelming if you're also running like a, you know, a free consulting business on the side to be helping other people get started. So yeah, we're trying to be somewhere in the middle so Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Are you partnering with the college too? With their business 
SBDC, which is the Small Business Development mm-hmm. Center, I believe, and Cedar are part of mm-hmm. the college, and we do yeah. partner with them mm-hmm. to do uh, different workshops. We just ran a workshop called How to Run a Profitable um, Farmer's Market Booth. Yeah. So we ran a class um, in conjunction with them on that, uh, but we don't have any classes that are offered through the registrar or anything like that yeah, at yeah, the CCC. Just yeah. to be, uh-huh. I am on the um, Business Advisory Council for the business school at, at CCC. Oh, yeah. excellent. That's good. What do you think is the biggest successes you've seen? I I mean, I don't know. I think it's just nice. I mean, it's been interesting the last two years because I think our sense of (laughs) reality has just changed so much. But I think it's just nice for farmers to be able to focus more on the farming side Mm -hmm. of their operations and, you know, not have to wear 17 hats, maybe only just like five or six. Yeah. And so I think it's great for us to see that they don't have to sit there all day while our market's running. Like basically they upload their inventory to our online marketplace. They can say I have exactly, you know, this many bunches of kale and Uh carrots and beets. And then they bring exactly that and drop it off. And then our volunteers package it all and get it out to customers. So we kind of remove some of the like time consuming Mm -hmm. steps Mm -hmm. for their operations. So they still, you know, have to come and Mm -hmm. drop stuff off right. they're not Which doing they'd a have lot to do of, anyway totally right but they're not having to do a lot of the marketing mm-hmm. and cu- kind of customer service pieces and then because your food web is handling that. yeah so i yeah. think that that is um successful just because i think it frees up some bandwidth for the right. growers mm-hmm. um and food producers just to be able to focus on the other things they need to do right what did you think it was going to be like when you first went into it well, so the and how did things change? Yeah, yeah, so I mean, when the food web first got started a decade ago, mm-hmm. um, they started with an in-person farmers market called River People Farmers Market, which I had like a that. cult okay, yeah. following, yeah. like of you know people loved it. It was all food focused, um, and the reason that that market was started was because um, our board wanted to have a place where local people could use their SNAP benefits at a farmers market. Oh, okay. All right. Um, and then that market ran all basically volunteer based for years and years. And then I think people just got tired on both sides. You know, I think mm-hmm. vendors were tired and um, and I think the volunteers were just, you know, it was a pretty heavy lift for right. them to be running that. And then so for a few years, we kind of like scaled it back and it was smaller. We still did some in-person sales mm-hmm. at our um, our office, which is located on 18th Street. And then when COVID hit, you know, every you know the immediate reaction with with most organizations was to shut down all in-person activity. Right. And I think that. Um, so you pivoted. Yeah. Well, so I mean, we, yeah. So we immediately were like, okay, we're not gonna we're not gonna run this in-person market. But I think also our staff felt really compelled to do something mm-hmm. and and we're like okay is there any way we can move this to online and yeah. what will that look like because yeah. in person we probably only had I don't know we had like six vendors maybe oh. and so yeah so over the last two and a half years I mean it has grown exponentially and now I told you we have 40 plus vendors that are selling yeah. through the market we have you know over 500 customers last year and do you year. think that's because of being online yeah I mean a lot of it Super is simple a lot of it is yeah I think the online platform is easier for folks but I think it was also serving a real you know need mm-hmm. especially in the yeah. early stages of COVID of being a really low contact market right. you know for both vendors and customers because vendors could essentially just you know come and drop their stuff at the door and right. then customers would just come up and honk basically and we'd bring out their right. orders and right. um yeah and i think uh it seems like now that people have gotten over the hurdle of buying local food online i think it's probably here to stay and yeah. it seems like people really like the option to do that did you model that off of another program or did you well so have to come up with it all yourself, i mean you know? both right yeah. so north coast food web is part of a statewide mm-hmm. organization called the oregon 
uh, Oregon Community Food Systems Network. Okay. I'm like trying to, <laughs> the acronym <laughs> is stuck in my brain, right. um, which is a really cool network of about, I don't know, 60 plus nonprofits in oh, Oregon okay. that are all working in community food systems. Yeah. And they really are great at talking to each other and sharing best practices. And so, you know, we did what we did kind of like just like, hey, how can we do this today? Like, right. you know, we're just putting stuff in a spreadsheet. Like, you know, how do we get orders and, and calling people and stuff? Yeah. But then I think over the last two years, you know, every farmer's market in the nation probably at least considered doing something online. Right. And so, yeah, from a statewide perspective, we talk to folks all the time and we're like, okay, how do you streamline this and that? Mm-hmm. And so we've definitely gleaned and shared a lot of our, you know, things yeah. that have worked and haven't worked. So, So in your role, are you the one that's organizing the website and doing all that or do you have somebody else it's <laughs> <laughs> well I did spend a couple of hours this morning organizing our website but that's pretty unusual so we have a I'm the director that's a, that's a learning curve yes yeah so no we use a online platform called local food marketplace okay um, which a lot of online farmers markets use and we have um, a programs manager um, and a market coordinator who mm-hmm. primarily run those things yeah and I try to stay a little bit out of the weeds of the programs (laughs) yeah I mean barely sometimes I Mm -hmm. you know am in the middle of it but barely and so you said you had volunteers how many volunteers do you have are they mostly regular people that you know yes committed to doing yeah we have some really amazing just very dedicated volunteers and our programs would not succeed without them so it's not really Right now, the way we have our program structured, it's really hard just to drop in and, like, you know, be like, oh, I have a couple of hours. Yeah, like, yeah, what can yeah. I do? Yeah. It's more like, um, you know, training people on mm-hmm. how and why the systems work the way they do. Right. Um, but we probably have, I don't know, a dozen weekly volunteers. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And so if a person wanted to volunteer, how could they find out? They can email us at info at northcoastfoodweb.org. Okay. Um, you can go to our website, which is... Uh, northcoastfoodweb.org and um there (laughs) is yeah there's a tab for volunteering there's a volunteer application you can fill it out yeah someone will yeah get in touch yeah we love having volunteers mostly it's pretty fun so yeah Yeah, we usually just have them kind of like consistent you know like for a couple months at Mm -hmm. a time at least Mm -hmm. so that's neat okay i'll put links in the show notes with that that'll be good too do you partner with food banks too or you just so right now we don't have any ongoing partnerships with um like cca Mm -hmm. um, community action um or any of the other any of their other affiliated Mm -hmm. food banks it would be great i think in the future if we figure out a way (laughs) to connect those Uh i think right now you know we're like working in two different areas so i think whenever people hear our name they are like oh are you a food bank can i come and get free food and I think that that's a really important service. Mm -hmm. We need, like, direct service like that. Um, But our hope is we're, you know, like, one step up from that where it's definitely affordable to people Mm -hmm. that are living on low incomes. Our hope is that local food is. But it's still, you know, it's like using SNAP benefits or um, FD&P checks Mm -hmm. and the Double Up Food Mm -hmm. Bucks program. Is your hope that you're going to expand some of that to this? Yes, that mm-hmm. is our the goal. Low yeah, so mm-hmm. right now, actually, we're in the middle of um, doing a capital campaign so that we can respond to the demand that we've seen mm-hmm. for our programs and services. Um, part of that is bolstering all of the you know support services for food businesses, mm-hmm. but then the flip side of that is really increasing our low income access. Uh, programming. And I think that's, you know, like marketing and getting the word out to folks Mm -hmm. that yes, you can use your snap here, that we do a matching program on fruits and vegetables. So you can, 
Mm-hmm. You know, get forty dollars of produce for twenty dollars, and right. um, and those types of things. So, you know, part of our capital campaign will go to those program expansions, and yeah, hopefully, we'll be able to increase the usage rate in the next year or so. Mm-hmm. And then, did you do some delivery? As well? Yeah, so we ran a pilot delivery project that was a community collaboration mm-hmm. with another nonprofit that's located um, in Tillamook called um, Food Roots. And we piloted a home food delivery service mm-hmm. that went all the way from Nehalem to Iwako. And it was free for folks that identified as low income. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was a $10 fee for, for anyone else. And basically, you could order through our market and then we would drop food to your house. Wow. Yeah. That um, makes me want to be low income. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also great, too, because if you're like, I don't want to drive the half hour to Astoria and back, you know, eventually it would be awesome to do a Brown's Meat drop and you'd probably be happy to pay $10 and would. get with your neighbors, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that would be really, <laughs> be really fun. What would you say is your superpower? No. Um, I'm really good at making silly invitations and cards. Okay. (laughs) And there's nothing wrong about that. No. I don't know if it's a very useful superpower, but it makes me happy. (laughs) Well, it probably makes other people happy, too. It makes you make some (laughs) smile. (laughs) Were there um, obstacles that got in your way besides COVID, I guess, because COVID Mm -hmm. is an obstacle for everybody. But when, you know, once you got started and we're trying to do things and what kind of obstacles did you face? Yeah, I mean, we're facing a lot of obstacles right now. So in this sort of moment of raising money for the next decade of the organization, um, one of the key things that we were hoping was to relocate our operations into the newly formed Astoria Food Hub, which is downtown in the old Sears building on Marine. Oh, okay. And, oh, okay. That's yeah. what's in the series. Okay. Yeah. I and so that. it's a really exciting project. Yeah. Um, it's also, you know, it's a community collaboration. There's a lot going on. It's really, there's a lot of moving parts and it's tough to pull stuff like that off. Yeah. And so the project has had a number of delays and also just on the, the partnership front, I think there's been some kind of you know, lack of communication and transparency. And so um, we were supposed to move in at the beginning of April and we didn't, um, which was a big <laughs> deal. It was just a couple of weeks ago. I know. And it was April <laughs> Fool's and we were like, this is perfect. Um, well, I mean, we were supposed to move in in October, which, you oh. know, <laughs> which we oh, were okay. all, oh, I mean, yeah, the way yeah, that yeah. the way that construction goes in general and the way that construction is going right now, you know, I think we were all pretty flexible to know that it was not going to be in the fall, but we were definitely hoping that it was going to be in April. Um, but there were a number of changes to the project. And so because we are a nonprofit, mm-hmm. our board decided to do a very smart thing, which was to wait to move in mm-hmm. until we can do a little bit more due diligence that it's still a good fit with our mission and yeah. values. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so our office right now is really small and <laughs> we are uh, like sardines in there a little bit and we're still hoping that is kind of small. Yeah. yeah, we're still mm-hmm. hoping that we get to expand, but I guess, you know, as far as obstacles go, I would say um, I think we're all better when we can collaborate with other folks in the community. It mm-hmm. also does not come without like a lot of hard work. And yeah. I think just realizing how difficult it is to do those things successfully. And right. I think we're getting there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, maybe by this fall, we'll be moved in and have a spiffy new office. <laughs> <laughs> a big open house. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. yeah, it's got a beautiful, mm-hmm. um, like tailor-made commercial kitchen that oh, wow. yeah, we could use for whether it's classes or events mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yeah, there'll be lots of other food businesses in there. So I'm hopeful that that project. Centrally located. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, that's exciting. That will be really exciting. I think too, when you're working with a bunch of people that 
you throw an idea out there and some people are going to go, oh, that's great. That's great. You know, and then then you come together and you find out that you're not totally understanding each other's vision Mm -hmm. for things. And maybe there's a little, you know, push, give and take with how that actually looks and finding out whether this really is what I want to do or it's not. And yeah. Yeah. So so. I think that we're working on that part, too, and just Mm -hmm. setting agreements about, you know. Yeah. How do we run a collaborative space where right. there's lots of participating businesses and individuals and Right. Yeah, and that's a that's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> In itself trying to figure out that part. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I'm optimistic. I hope it works out. I think it's going to be um a great community asset once it's in place. Well, and then people are finding out about yeah. what you do and who you are and hopefully this podcast will help, you know, yeah. to spread the word as well too <laughs> and uh, you know, keep that local too. What would you say brings you the most joy? Well, I told you I have a four-year-old, and <laughs> she is really silly, and so she makes me really happy. So probably it's the most joy. That. I know. That, like, <laughs> pure joy, it's probably that. Yeah. 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 What a great age, Also too. food. I get really excited about food. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why you're in the food business. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> oh, that sounds really exciting. That's great. Okay. Well, I'm going to put some links down in the show notes. Cool. For how people can get in touch with you. Awesome. Supposed to farm to get food or uh, yeah. volunteer. So, Thank you so for yeah, joining. so our yeah. market mm-hmm. is on hold at the very moment because we had been gearing up for this move, but it reopens on May 1st. So oh, okay. it's open to anyone. You can shop online. It's northcoastfoodweb.org. Okay. Yeah. I will put that in there. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for joining me. Yeah. Thanks for having <laughs> me. I appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. Fresh local produce year round. Now that's something to be thankful for. Be sure to check out their website, northcoastfoodweb.org, to order food, find out more, or to volunteer. And thanks again for listening. Tune in next week for our next extraordinary guest.